Chapter Three, Politics. It didn't take Jason long to trudge home from school, even though he lived on the outskirts of town. Sometimes he took the scenic route down by the harbor and dropped into his father's fish processing factory. But not today. He did stop once to punch a tree, but instead of helping his mood, it just gave him a sore hand. As usual, Kangles was waiting enthusiastically at the gate. As Jason entered, Tangles leaped up and put his front paws on Jason's chest. But Jason just brushed him aside and thumped up the steps and went inside, banging the fly screen door behind him. "Hello, Jason," said his mother cheerily. She had either failed to detect his mood signals or was. Deliberately ignoring them, how did the debate go? It was stupid. This town is full of idiots. His mother continued to sort out her beloved coin collection. She never seemed to actually finish doing that. Oh, I guess that means you did didn't win. No, I'm sorry to hear that. After all the hard work you put into it, but there's two sides to every coin, you know. Yeah, there's a right side and a wrong side. It doesn't matter, Jason. Cheer up. It's nearly school holidays. Jason snapped. It doesn't matter to you. All you care about it is your bloody coins. Jason exclaimed. His mother, looking up at last, but Jason had already stormed off to his room. He flounced down onto the bed, causing the debate nuts in his back pocket to crunch. He fished. Out the page, screwed it up, and threw it into the bin, in the far corner of his room. So nobody cares if everything gets destroyed, thought Jason. Well, I can play the game too. He went over to his desk and turned on his computer. His mother had put a couple more copies of Science Advisor on top of the keyboard, which he tossed over his shoulder onto the bed behind him. The computer took so long to boot up, what there was enough time to get changed while waiting for it. When it was finally. Ready? Jason double-clicked on the GTA icon, 
and the computer went back to work. The game took ages to load, and it wasn't even the last, latest version. That one wouldn't run on his computer at all, without a better graphics card. An image of a car's dashboard appeared on a screen. Jason adjusted the car's radio. And selected some music that he knew his mother didn't like. He went up his computer speakers as far as he thought he could get away with, and tapped the key that served as a accelerator. Time for some serious mayhem. Some while later, a series of clunks and rattles outside announced the arrival of Jason's father's truck. Footsteps hurried into the lounge room. The TV clicked on. Jason wandered out to see what the rush was, scooping up the. Thomas Science Advisor, Advisor magazine from his bed on the way. Good day, matey," greeted his father, who was standing in the middle of the room, furiously poking at the remote control in his hand. How come parents could never figure out how to operate remote controls? His father finally found what he wanted on TV. He settled back into his preferred reclining chair, and put his feet up on a footstool. "What's the big hurry?" asked Jason, as he flopped onto the couch. Apparently, they're going to talk about the Jap. Fishboard visit on the news. You might find it interesting. Oh, okay. While it didn't sound the least bit interesting, Jason settled in to watch. Normally at this hour, he'd volunteer to set the table for his mother, so dinner would be that much earlier. But he was still pui with her for not understand about the debate. So how was school, matey? Oh, just a sec. This might be it. Welcome back to news at five. Prime Minister Lindsay is in trouble for putting his foot in his mouth again. This time. On the subject of global warming, environmental groups are outraged at the PM's apparent denial of the reality of climate change. Mr. Lindsay was forced to defend himself in front of Parliament House this morning. 
Okay, we all know I sometimes say things on the spur of the moment without picking my words perfectly. All I meant was that global warming isn't as drastic as some people are claiming. But let me be clear about this. My government and I will make up our own minds about what to do about the environmental, if anything. Those lobby groups should remember that is my job to run the country, not theirs. What did that have to do with, with fish, that asked Jason. That wasn't it. Oh, here it is now. Mr. Saunders raised his voice in the direction of the kitchen. And come and see this. The Mr. for Trade done black clock Look, look. Today, sign of on the proposed visit on visit to Australia by a delegation from the Japanese Fishery Board, speaking at a meeting of the TV picture collapsed into a mass of colored dots, accompanied. I said it. And turn off that bloody blender and watch this. Jason's mother came in and sat down on the couch beside him. The delegation will visit several companies in the Australian fishing industry, starting with Sapphire Bay Seafood, the company's owner, Mr. Paul Saunders had this to say. The Australian fishing industry's been doing it tough for a year now. It's hard for us to compete against cheap seafood produced in other countries, but this visit will let us show the quality of the Australian product. Woohoo! Then you're famous. It's about bloody time. The Japs have owed us a visit for years, and the Indian minister has been dragging his feet on it. And if he thinks we can survive without government support. He's got a screw loose. Do you really think this could make a big difference to uh, the industry? Asked Jason's mother. Better bloody hope so. Else there won't be an Australian industry. We can compete with foreign countries over fishing and high density farming. They will always undercut us on price. Jason tried to be supportive and the unsustainable practices are bad for the environment. 
That doesn't come into it, said his father, giving Jason an exasperated glance. It's as simple as this. No industry means no money. He kicked the volume of the TV of a few notches. Jason resisted the temptation to argue. Disagreeing with his father wasn't a good idea these days. He used to be much cooler when he still owned his fishing boats. But ever since he'd sold them and bought the fish processing factory, had become all tense about money. The news segment that his father was watching came to an end. Well, at least they had the sense to finally approve the visit, he said. Maybe there's hope for us yet. The government today formally announced its position on the emission control targets that will be produced, proposed at the Rotterdam Environmental Conference next month. Prime Minister Lindsay made an announcement at a press conference this morning. Oh, this will be more interesting, thought Jason. The Prime Minister strode across the podium amid intermittent flashes from reporters' cameras. Unlike the judges, at a school debate that afternoon, the PM didn't look out of place in a suit. It seemed calm and confident as he prepared to speak. The man in charge of the whole country is sure to take a broader view of things, thought Jason. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for being a bit late. I'm going to have to keep this brief since I'm leaving shortly for a couple of days off. To celebrate Julie's and my 13th wedding anniversary. If we don't make it to our holiday house by dinner time, Julie won't be speaking to me, which wouldn't be a good start. Some polite laughter and a few calls of congratulations arose from the audience of reporters. Okay, to business. My colleges and I have just spent the last three hours in the cabinet, cabinet room discussing whether the Rotterdam Conference emission control targets would be good for our country. I can assure you that this was a no holes bared discussion. With all points of view seriously considered, however, it ultimately fell to me to weigh up the issues 
and determine the best course of action on behalf of the people of Australia. As you know, my government was elected on the promise of counting, continuing economy, prosperity for our great country. I therefore find myself unable to agree to any actions that would cost Australian jobs, incomes, and profits. Accordingly, Australia will not be signing up to the emission control targets at the Rotterdam conference. Jason was flabbergasted, so the Prime Minister was no better than anybody else. How stupid! What a bloody idiot! Jason cooked his imaginary pistol and fired a round at a PM's image on TV. Jason snapped his mother. You know, I don't like the silly shooting thing you do. I don't think you really want to take the PM's life. It would hardly help your cause. Jason mentally kicked himself. I know, I didn't mean to do that. But he's just being selfish and greedy. I think he's actually got this one right. And said Jason's father. It's tough enough to make our living as it is. The last thing we need is to be told we can't put fuel in our boats. But Dad, what's the point of that? If the environment changes so much that there isn't any fish to catch, that's not going to happen, Jason. That's just greenies scare muggerings. No, it isn't that. Look, this is how it works. No, Jason, you look. The Prime Minister's got access to the best advice in the whole country, and he obviously doesn't think it's a problem, and he knows we need our income. I think I've had about as much of your cranny crap as I can handle, so give it a rest, okay? Jason got up and strode out of the house, slamming the fly screen door as hard as he could for the second time that day. He ran across the front yard and kept on going. Teachers were against him. Friends against were against him. Townspeople were against him. Parents were against him. Even the prime minister of the whole country was against him.